from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Ellen Miller and Marilyn Lane, founders and co-chairs of the Christ Our Life Conference, which is just a few weeks away, September 26th to the 27th, at Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines. We'll talk to them about the exciting schedule, social distancing, mask requirements, and the new virtual ticket option. But before we get today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind. Well, first of all, it's just good to have you back, Kelly, after <laughs> just a little hiatus there. I know you were still working hard, but our sem- summer seminarian, Stan mm-hmm. Ashes, did a nice job. But he just doesn't bring the same vitality <laughs> and verve that you have as well. So uh, grateful for that, uh, kind of in the first officer's seat as we embark on a new maiden voyage here again with September and already mm-hmm. rolling in. Mm-hmm. And this uh, week began on Tuesday, September 1st, was World Day of Prayer for Creation. And we mm-hmm. think about Earth Day as a kind of secular holiday, mm-hmm. but our Holy Father, Pope Francis, who inaugurated this five years ago, and you know, respecting our Eastern Christians too. And so it's mm-hmm. a kind of a, a season of six weeks where we're ever more mindful as he called in his encyclical Laudato Si, our care for our common home, mm-hmm. and uh, our care for not only uh, the natural environment, but for those who make their living off of it. So our mm-hmm. prayers and thoughts are very much with our, our farmers and all who mm-hmm. depend on agribusiness for their livelihoods as well, who've taken a real hit with the drought and then the derecho. I finally got to, to ride on the Raccoon River Valley Trail this past uh, mm-hmm. Saturday from Waukee up to Perry and over to Dawson, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, kind of scouting of out, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. be back in Perry, but I'll be dressed more like a bishop instead of, <laughs> instead of spandex, you know, which is a much more pleasant sight, <laughs> yeah. I think, in that way, as I have confirmation at St. Patrick's with uh-huh. the young people there as well, so this coming weekend. But uh, first Friday today, and then next Tuesday, uh, Mary's birthday, September 8th, mm-hmm. uh, happy birthday, Mary. I know you'll be bringing to the Pastoral Center all your M-shaped cookies for us to have <laughs> yeah, and all the sure. treats that are there. No, no expectations, but oh, okay. hey, you know, not, just sowing a seed there <laughs> as right. well as we might go forward with that. So again, we're conscious of the, our national environment. Now we move into the political season, and uh, I think our faithful citizenship, that we're citizens of this world, but ultimately we're citizens of a kingdom uh, made by human hands, and we experience that tension once in a while because we don't fit in any one category, and yet our values and things. So mm-hmm. our my brother bishops in the state of Iowa, we've offered some new reflection on that faithful citizenship document Mm -hmm. and so some guidance for our own prayer and discernment of conscience you know our our Paul tells us we need to be discerning what is good pleasing and perfect to see things as much as we can from God's mind and so these very kind of thorny political challenges that we face whether it's the economy whether it's our relationships with brothers and sisters from different races Mm -hmm. and 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 they're there Uh, our concern for health care in light of the pandemic is intensified in in another way and then the, the status of persons in our midst also. So uh, education, you know, our hand, uh, uh, hand uh, congratulations to our parochial school teachers, administrators, and students who seem to be off to a good uh, fit in, in this year. And we visited with our administrators last week as well. So so there's a lot to celebrate, but I think uh, we, we, we always want to remember who we are as we engage with others. And we don't kind of get locked into this kind of contentious adversarial way of only associate with those who are like-minded. I think we need to allow ourselves to be stretched and sifted and the political season is just one moment of that but we want to transcend uh, some of those partisan difficulties that could be present in that way so we might be uh, given in this uh, particular regard uh hold our holy father you know kind of we talk about a you know a prisoner of the vatican almost in a way you know some of the commentary you know really he pope francis has you know been denied his 
kind of typical way, this, this consummate extrovert and gregarious pastor of the church, you know, really not uh, having the opportunity until just recently this week to resume his, his weekly Wednesday audiences. Uh, he's going to do that in a scaled down version, but not having the opportunity to travel around as a kind of shepherd of the universal church. And so, you know, we're conscious of that, but uh, you're not going to keep a good man down. And so, you know, we'll see again, his ability to to be that bearer of the gospel to a world. And, uh, you know, the season of creation concludes on October 4th, Feast of St. Francis, uh, anniversary of our Holy Father, St. John Paul, visiting the Des Moines Diocese. And so uh, kind of a blessing this entire month. And again, hoping and praying for people's safety. Uh, I'll have the chance to make little modest visits. I'm not to going globe hopping around the world, but some visits to various churches and enjoyed my chance to be in St. Louis last week for the installation of Archbishop Rosansky. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Ellen Miller and Marilyn Lane, founders and co-chairs of the Christ Our Life Conference, which is just a few weeks away, September 26th to the 27th, at Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. So we're going to talk to them about the schedule, mask requirements, and the new virtual ticket option. Very good, Ellen and Marilyn. It's great to have you here. I think uh, when I was ordained bishop last September in 2019, I think within a week or two after that, I had our, we had our first encounter kind of talking about that. So that was October last year. And here we are, September. So That's what, right. a, what a whirlwind ride we've had yeah. but, uh, and some of the adjustments that are going to impact this fifth biennial conference, Christ Our Life. I've heard about it in the past, never had the opportunity to be here on that Sunday or Saturday weekend, but I know some of the students that I were with were so inspired and energized by the conference, as well as other parishioners that I was uh, working with at the time. So, so uh, can you just tell us a little bit how the, the whole Christ Our Life got started? You bet, absolutely. Uh, in the uh, fall of 2008, Ellen and I independently uh, received, I would say, Ellen calls it a God wink, um, God motivation uh, to that, that God wanted this conference. And uh, I won't go into the details. A lot of people have heard it too many times. But I will say that if it were not for Ellen, this conference probably may not have gotten started because while I received the the message and Ellen had, she called me and she said, Marilyn, do you know what we're supposed to do? And I said, yes. But I was the one who was kind of ignoring this whole thing because I thought, oh my gosh, 
How all those you? years in youth ministry uh, encourages me, yeah. as I'm always encouraging others to give their yes. And uh, I know I couldn't do it without Marilyn. And so, so then so we kind of, kind of a, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, let it be done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. let it be done. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were blessed because we had uh, Father Joe McDonald, late Father Joe McDonald, our dear, dear beloved pastor. We went to him and told him about this idea and he was immediately on board. I mean, not even a moment of hesitation. And he said, okay, okay, ladies, let's go see Bishop Pace. And so we did and uh, Bishop Pace was open and there we went. And it's been a pray and move ministry ever since. You know, we pray about it and we wait for the promptings of the Holy Spirit to to guide us. And uh, a lot of people on our steering committee are people that we had known as friends or like the gal who does our, um, our book work. Uh, I used to cut her hair, you know, it's like, there's just all kinds of different people in the steering committee that were people in our walks of life, everyday walks of life who have talents and treasures that they wanted to share. So it's just been such a beautiful um, ministry for us. One that has grown us both in our faith. Yeah. And a real blessing because these volunteers are something else. They, some of them work most of two years to bring this conference on and sometimes very late into the night, yeah. especially our media people. and our, Impressive dedication. Mm-hmm. And again, new people coming in, kind of refreshing. So it's not just like you're coasting on, yeah, yeah, we've been there, done it. This is how we're doing it again. And there's always a kind of fresh engagement with what this is. You That's know? Right. It's not like just those who go to the state fair looking to have the same experience. Yeah. Whoops, there is no state fair this year. But Christ, our life goes on. This yeah, yeah. So, so it's really kind of a, a full menu Catholic encounter. What are some of the things that, uh, you know, maybe people who haven't heard as much about it from our Spirit Catholic Radio listeners or Wisconsin listeners as well. Can you just tell us what would what, the two days, what does one experience? <laughs> well, obviously the speakers are um, powerful, powerful. They're, they're probably the single biggest draw. We know that um, the celebration of the Holy Eucharist is the Mass is our source and summit with the Eucharist. Um, And we are blessed to have that because of the diocesan cooperation for which we're quite grateful. (laughs) Um, And also that affords us the ability to have reconciliation and adoration. But the speakers are probably the the single most um, motivating factor because a lot of these people have heard of these speakers, but they have never had the chance to listen to them in person or live stream. You know, it used to be when we first started the conference, people would come for the speakers. And then, you know, it was the mass and it was reconciliation and it was adoration and it was being together in this arena, right? Celebrating the source and summit of our faith, as you just said. And re- it just reminds us how big our church is, you know, and how we're all coming together to worship, yeah. how personal that can feel and how good it is to know that we're all out there for each other. Absolutely. Yeah, it has become... Uh, the community, I think, that maybe draws people almost as much as the speakers, if not more, because we hear that over and over that they miss it. And we're hoping this year, because of COVID, this might be a real kickstart for some people who've been timid when they read the pages of uh, precautions we're taking, that they might, they might move forward. 
Yeah, so let's kind of go there uh, that, you know, in this way that ordinarily in the Diocese of Des Moines, we're looking at gatherings of no greater than 100, but uh, I was moved to, to, to think that we could really encourage and affirm this this year uh, because of all the, the special considerations that you've made. Now, we know in Polk and other counties in Iowa, they're not even, bars aren't even open, <laughs> and yet, at Wells Fargo Arena is going to be open yes. for people of faith who are uh, drinking a different kind of spirit, the Holy yeah. Spirit, if you will, which will be in there in abundance as well. But, but what are some of the things that you've taken into account and what could people expect? Well, right away, I think people will feel like they're going into church as far as every other row will be um, blocked off. So every other row of seats. And then also whoever you come to sit with, you know, you're welcome to sit with. And then we will allow four seats on each side of you for the social distancing. So there's six feet in front of you, six feet beside you. Um, that's one thing we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, also the masks, you know, in common places, we're asking people to come in wearing their masks, have their masks on when they're checking out the vendors, using the bathroom, buying their food. But once you're sitting down in the arena, you're welcome to take your masks off. That's right. Okay, so could I just reiterate that? So uh, when you enter, expect to have a mask. Mm -hmm. The mask is yes. required even to gain access to the arena, which yes. uh, that's maybe taking an even more strict or more ex higher expectation, even than as we come to, to mass where it's strongly encouraged and, and people are generally cooperating with that, but you can't even gain access unless you have a mask. And then only once you get to your place in that way, because of the scale of this, you know, we don't want this to be a super spreader event in any yes. way, because that would really discredit our faith too, you know, that we would have that presumption. I interrupted though. You were going to share some other things as well. Oh, no, I didn't think you interrupted at all. Actually, no, I, I was going to address the mask situation. Uh -huh. And of course, um, we're asking people to be cautious when they get out into the concourse about um, social distancing there also, but I, I think it's going to be great. I think because we're trying to be um, proactive in spacing out people when they enter, that um, as um, we had talked about ourselves, about parking lot, we're going to have volunteers that are going to meet people. Uh, not all of them, we can't cover all of them, but meet people in the parking lot. And if they don't have a mask, these people will have masks on hand. They will inform them about some of the requirements and the fact they need water. And they're going to have the um, the ticket. The um, We're going to collect your tickets yeah. in the parking lot, if possible, to kind of help you out and kind of um, make that a smoother transition. So we're going to hand you your wristband and we're going to take your tickets in the parking lot. Yeah. So you don't have to stand in that long line as some people have in the past, you know, yeah. which is a blessing. Uh, but really with about 2,400, 2,500 people in the arena, arena that holds 16,000, we think that your social distancing will be well into play. And then we hope you come into the arena and feel the love and the joy of the Holy Spirit and the celebration of the mass and all of the beauty that it brings. And um, you're going to feel right at home. I have no doubt. So marvelous, marvelous. Now, uh, as I look at the speakers, some are international figures. So is everyone appearing live to speak to us? And can you talk about the, the okay. extended community that we're going to have? Oh, we are really excited. I, I feel like uh, God has personally selected some of these people for this time, for this very time. Um, and no, they will not all be in person. Um, and Ellen will address. She has, we kind of divide up responsibility for speakers. And two of her speakers are actually international. And I'll let her talk mm -hmm. about those in a minute. But we have uh, Father Don Calloway, who is actually, he's flying here from California, but he's typically at Steubenville. And anybody who has ever heard his testimony 
is sure to be here live stream or in person because he has one of the most powerful testimonies of any priest I have ever, ever heard. I heard him for the first time back in 2005. It's a long time ago. He was very young. I was younger too. <laughs> and, and he just became a priest. Yeah, he had just become a priest. And uh, he, was, he was just, I mean, how many priests do you know that uh, had been previously a member of the Japanese mafia? for example. But um, anyway, his faith has just grown exponentially. And uh, this book, this most recent book that he has written about consecration to St. Joseph, it, he's going to do a whole talk on that. And people are going to know St. Joseph in a way that they never have. And we're super we excited. Oh, we don't we know? Yeah. And I read that book and it just really gave me such an appreciation for St. Joseph. I mean, I remember to ask him to pray for me now, you know, I'm like, I need to put him to work. <laughs> I don't think he's busy enough. Um, and then, you know, of course, Magnus is coming back, McFarland Barrow, and he will be live streamed. I should say that um, with COVID and everything going on around the world, he's going to give us an update about how Mary's Mills is able to feed those 1,600 and some children around the world and even more, some who have had their feeding programs taken away from them that they've been able to step up to the plate and feed. One million. Oh, one, oh yeah, that's what I need my co-chair for. <laughs> one million, 600 and some thousand children yeah. each and every day. So now they're, um, they've set up a program where they're able to take the food home, these kiddos, instead of having it cooked at school. So they're still getting fed, even more children are being fed. And um, he's going to share with us a little update on that. And maybe even take us to his shed in Dalmali, Scotland. We're hoping. Ooh. Yeah, the shed that fed a million. Yeah. It's better so. than Rick Steves then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. Um, European travels. And then we have a Sister Miriam, uh, Sister Miriam James Headland, who is uh, well known at NCYC. She rocks the house there powerful, powerful uh, young woman who has overcome many obstacles. And she brings, she brings Christ to people, not just young people, but in particular young adults, but all of us in a way that is very personal, um, very, I don't know. Well, and her, and her testimony and reconciling, you know, um, and what that did for her life when she reconciled with some people in her past that had hurt her is just yeah. absolutely beautiful. And I think she can really bring that home to each and every one of us who sometimes struggle with those, I call them prickly people in our life. Right. <laughs> and in, in our contentious society right now, and the tension we feel, you know, the political climate mm -hmm. and then the racial tensions that are continuing to, to manifest themselves. We need that word of reconciliation so much. And Amen. Spiritual. And as you're right, it starts in our families, but how that can radiate outward and Amen. touch our communities and our country yeah. in that yeah. beautiful yeah. way that's there. So, and our young people are kind of stepping up to volunteer extra capacities this year. Yes, right? they Because are. of their, their, you know, their, their generally safer status. So yeah. they're going to be yeah. performing some of the ministries too, aren't they? Eucharistic escorts. Uh, we're going to have some Eucharistic ministers who are young adults. And they'll be okay. at the um, the vendors, bookstores and such with our speakers selling and taking care and helping with that. So we're, yeah, we're very excited to have our young adults helping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. And other, one other international speaker, right? Mariana oh, Soldo. yes. Mariana. Yeah, Mariana Soldo. And uh, Mariana, um, many of you might have heard her name. Um, she is from Medjugorje. She has become a dear friend of Marilyn and mine um, after taking 16 years of pilgrimages. Yes. 
um, this year, of course, we did not. Uh, we've been inviting Mariana now since 2010. So um, we are very excited that she's finally so been able to give her yes. Oh, so this is her first appearance. Yes, okay. very first appearance. I didn't know she was a long-time friend of the country. She'll be live-streamed, so, okay. of course, with yeah. COVID. But so, so talk about people. I hear mm -hmm. there's a virtual ticket option, as mm -hmm. well as people still have the opportunity to get tickets. So different options for people to, to be fully plugged into this. Can you talk about how one accesses all that? Oh boy. Yes. If you want to buy a ticket live stream, you're going to want to go to the Christ Our Life website mm -hmm. and you go to the Christ, Christ Our Life website, go to the ticket, look up live stream. It's going to ask for your information. And truly they're going to, um, on the 24th of September, send you a URL link and truly you, you uh, tap on that and you're going to be into the conference. So um, that's September 24th, you would get the URL link go to the Christ Our Life website to sign up to get that link. Mm -hmm. um, one other and, thing. And there is a cost associated with that. There is. Right? It's, it's 25 for adults, 15 for college and under. And um, one other thing some people are doing, because I am somebody who goes out and about and promotes, is um, some churches are gathering in, together to watch this conference. It's just really kind of neat. They're doing their social spacing, and they're watching it on some of these big you know, TVs churches now have, and then they're able to kind of reflect and talk about the experience in between the breaks. And, you know, for communion, they're going to have a deacon or somebody there who's going to give communion for Eucharistic adoration. They're going to bring the blessed sacrament out. Um, they're even going to try to have confession during those times. So what a great way to, to put a little spark back into your parish, to bring Christ our life back into yours. So. Oh, tremendous. And I'll tell you really quickly, uh, Deacon Harold is going to bring plenty of sparks. And we're also looking forward to John Leonetti who is going to talk beautifully about the saints. And Steve Agrisano with the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Oh, wow, good. Oh, John Leonetti, the inimitable John Leonetti. Yeah, oh, my our goodness. own homegrown now, boy. I wish he had a little more energy and enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, he's such a stick in the yeah. mud. <laughs> no, that man is on fire everywhere he goes, as are you ladies. And uh -huh. so thank you for the graces that you're, you're bringing in as kind of a mediators of all of this and what you've done and your great sacrifice and commitment to all of the Christ your life. So I look forward to it very heartily, a privilege to, to be one who is, can celebrate and, and share a message as well. And then hopefully you know, this just kind of streams out into the Diocese of Des Moines as it has every two years. So we even have friends from Ireland joining yeah. us this year, Bishop, and uh, England yeah. from live streaming. That's right. Powerful. All and maybe right. more. And we thank Across you very way. much yes, for your support you. of this You're conference. Welcome. You're welcome. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessed International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessed International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessedMinterNational.org. That's BlessedMinterNational.org. Thank you. 
Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. We're all excited about the Christ Our Life Conference. They are great ambassadors, aren't they? Yes. Conference. They've got me uh, stirred and uh, looking for all the more to it. And I think, again, uh, so many of those anxieties that might come with uh, going out in public and being with a group mm-hmm. of people, even faithful uh, mm-hmm. Catholics and Christians of goodwill like that, uh, I think have been uh, assuaged a little bit by the, mm-hmm. the measures that they've, they've been able to take, you know, so that one can go to confession and time for adoration, but all just those other kind of encounters and experiencing communion. You know, and it's not just for our young people, but for all of us. I do really appreciate how, you know, especially as we see the, the uh, incidence rate of COVID and, and things creeping up. Story County is kind of ground zero in our country right now, you know, no. which uh, doesn't exactly put a positive uh, spin for all the cyclones among us, but uh, that's, it, it is what it is. We pray for the safety of people, including my old mom. And yeah. all see as she moves about, she's got her masks that she always wears and, uh, I finally ventured out to Mass a little bit uh, at St. Cecilia's Parish there. So so I think it's something we take seriously, but we're also not just kind of put in and so focused, but our, our, our solicitude for, for all of our brothers and sisters around the world. And we know some of them who don't have access to health care that, that we do. And so we lift them up as well. And appreciative of those who step forward with the relief and the COVID relief fund and all the others who have been impacted in any way by what's facing us. So uh, we think about September and October, uh, the uh, rogation days, the yielding to ember days as the harvest comes in and that's there. Uh, but the Catholics and Christians and, and monks going way back have been at this for centuries, haven't they, Kelly? Yes, Catholic monks. When you talk about <laughs> agriculture, they have vineyards. And um, did you know that Catholic monks have, have a deep part in the history of wine? I know you're a wine connoisseur. I had some awareness <laughs> of this, but I'm sure you can enlighten me even more. So. <laughs> right. Well, not many of us know that French France's winemaking culture goes back to the Catholic monks. Um, it's not clear who introduced it. Um, but uh, it did play a pivotal role. Um, A fourth century Roman soldier turned saint, St. Martin of Tours, um, had a a role in bringing winemaking knowledge to fruition. And um, also, for all these animal lovers out there, it turns out that um, somewhat inadvertently it was pioneered by the saint's donkey who chewed part of a local wine plant, um, in terms of pruning, so uh, that actually I don't know. That came from one of God's creatures. Well, I think you're stretching credulity there, but you know, maybe whoever sharing that story had a couple glasses. From the, from the <laughs> it could be siphoned it off. Could be that was so. according to legend. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the selective removing. Of, yeah. No, no, and uh, again, uh, you know, wherever the Catholic sun does shine, there's always laughter and good red wine. At least I've always found it so. Benedict Camus, so we know, let us bless mm-hmm. the Lord, but. Uh, all things in moderation, of course. So, uh, yeah, actually, uh, Kermit Lynch, a famous uh, importer of wines and things, yeah, he's very respectful of the, the Catholic presence and all that. And, of okay. course, many in this country with the tariffs and everything there. So so we're just kind of doing a little riff on this as well, but uh, obviously the, the sacramental wines are, are part of it, too. I was once stationed in a pastorate in north of Dubuque, in Dubuque County, where... 
uh, people, the, the local winery, Stone Cliff, made its own sacramental wine. And they mm. called, they named it after the LaSalle pastorate. And oh. so people uh, may be uh, confusing a little bit. So they'd say, oh, Jesus tastes so good that they made it available in the local mm. convenience stores and markets <laughs> as well. So non-consecrated wine. They're right. So, but uh, uh, obviously the transformative effect into Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so that's what obviously is the, the gift that uh, comes down from heaven that we can't produce. All right. This has been another, another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to our guests and all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.